Welcome back to Moms After Bedtime. I'm Brooke, and I'm here with Megan and Mandy and Kaylee. Hello. Hi. Uh, Today, we are going to talk to Kaylee about her birth experience, her natural birth experience, and um, I'm excited because I've never really heard a whole birth story from someone that I know that had a home birth. Like, I've obviously learned about it on social media and all that, Mm -hmm. but... Are you planning to have a home birth for the second baby? Too? I am, as long as um, I stay healthy and baby stays healthy. Yeah, hopefully we'll have another one. That's exciting. So before we dive into that, uh, why don't we do some wine and cheese? Kaylee, you want to start us off? Sure. So my wine is, I think my 18-month-old daughter is hitting uh, sleep regression. We've had a week of really rough bedtimes, tonight included. And really early morning wake-ups, so that's been really fun. And my cheese is the beautiful weather we've been having, especially this past weekend. So we got to be outside all weekend pretty much and went to the beach on Sunday, so that was nice. So I'm excited for that. I'm so jealous I don't live near the beach anymore. Like, it's a long drive for us to get to the beach, but I miss it. Ours is still like a 45-minute drive now that we moved, and that is like a pain in the butt. I'm jealous of you, Brooke. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. No complaints. I, I, my daughter's 18 months as well, and the time change helped, but for a really long time there, she was waking up at the crack ass of dawn every single morning, and it was really awful. So I don't know if we were going through the regression, but then with the time change, it kind of like pushed her to wake up a little bit later, which is, which was nice. But yeah, we were on that struggle bus for a little bit there too. Yeah, it's hard because my husband works on second shift, so by the time he gets home and goes to sleep, it's usually 2 a.m., and so she's been getting up at 5, and I have to leave for work at 5, so I feel really bad for him. Oh, <laughs> so hopefully this doesn't like, last yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't last too much longer. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Megan, you want to give us your wine and cheese? So this week, um, my wine is sort of... Not super serious, but it actually does have to do with um, the nice weather. So we've been going on a lot of walks around our neighborhood, and it's cute because all the neighborhood people are out and... (laughs) Neighbors? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, they're not actual neighbors because they're, like, in the little, like, neighborhood next to us. But, like, in our neighborhood, it's all people... Literally, we are surrounded by old men named Mark. (laughs) 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 And we walk to, like, the next neighborhood, and it's, like... A bunch of people in, like, their 30s, like, drinking seltzers on their porches with, like, all their kids are playing. Oh. And I'm just like, oh. You moved into the wrong side of the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> while we were walking, like, what was it? Yesterday, it got to, like, 70 degrees here. And so while we were walking, I was wearing, like, jogger pants, which don't, like, go all the way up. So you're kind of, how do I say this? There was a lot of chafing happening no. <laughs> when I was walking. And I just, I was like, oh, I'm so hot. And I just am reminded that, like, I love warm weather, but literally I can be as fit and healthy and skinny or as fat and gross as I want to be. And it doesn't matter. My thighs chafe. And I hate, <laughs> hate summer clothes. I hate shorts with a mm-hmm. fiery passion because they don't stay where they're supposed to stay on my legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Megan, 
I wish that you were not all the way in Bangor so that we could post on our Instagram page the pictures of you at Disney World as a small child with your shorts <laughs> riding up your crotch <laughs> and every single picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It fits into this wine a little bit. <laughs> well, so it's been a problem my whole life. <laughs> we have these like family photos of us at Disney World and Universal and all that. And literally every single picture, it's like me with Mickey Mouse ears on in my shorts all the way like up my crotch. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been walking around all day. Oh, God. I just hate it. And It's so uncomfortable. Ugh. It is. Yeah. I'm just like, I just want to wear jeans all the time. But anyway, um, my cheese. And also you might have seen on the Instagram stories that um, we met up in Portland to go for a little girls night. My cheese is doing that but also i inadvertently like before you guys had suggested a girls night i had already planned one on saturday with one of my friends here and so i (laughs) had like two days in a row like double (laughs) girls night and so i just sort of like felt bad leaving ryan like all alone like we talk all the time about like it's not like babysitting it's you're being a parent but i still felt bad because like he was trying to like record his podcast but like had her at the same time and like Uh I don't know who figured it out, but so I just, my cheese is really just shouting out Ryan for being a good dad and not even remotely caring that I was gone. And then on Sunday, I was like, do you want to be the one that goes grocery shopping so that, you know, you're not with like second house with baby all day? And he was like, not really, you can go. So then I was like (laughs) gone all day Sunday too. So I mean. How did you feel? I wanted to ask you in the girls night, but I didn't know like. I don't want to, like, trigger any kind of, like, emotional <laughs> breakdown if you were having a rough time. But how was it, like, being away from her for that long? I know you did daycare, but it's I feel like it's a little different. Yeah, it's different because she's, like, right down the road. But I was fine, like, hanging out with everyone. Well, because one of we were, like, doing stuff and it was fun and nice to see you guys. But it was the drive that, like, really mm. – because I was – it was round trip for me to come and see it was four hours of driving one day mm-hmm. so that was kind of tough and then I got home and like they were already in bed and stuff so that part was hard but I mean actual hanging out I think I was okay so like you said she does go to daycare so I mean I'm yeah. used to like sort of being I love the feeling of coming home and they're already in bed and you can like go in like peek in and just like stare at them sleeping and be like i missed you today i don't have the balls to do that oh my god i'd be so afraid i'd wake her up oh my gosh i go in shay's room every night i go in there every night well eliza still sleeps in our room so yeah that's true but yeah so just ryan is doing a good job with the whole dad thing and he's just a good husband so that's my cheese uh mandy how about you Alrighty, so i'm gonna try to make this quick because I feel like I could ramble on. So I was listening to this episode that our last episode and I'm like, oh, my cheese is that like I'm just loving mom life and I love like taking out the gymnastics and blah blah blah. But my wine was my entire Saturday morning. Um where in the end we ended up dropping gymnastics. <laughs> so no. No. it was a big fat bummer. So we were it was like our third week going and the first week, it was like a trial day, and there were so many kids. I talked about how like it was so exhausting, mm-hmm. but there were so many kids and parents there that I don't think it was a normal class for them, and so they just jumped right into like the actual gymnastics stuff. I'm like, oh, this is great, but then the last two classes after that were much smaller, and it turns out they do like a 15 to 20-minute stretch in the beginning, and then they move on, and just Isla's just 
18 months old. So <laughs> we're not going to sit there and stretch and we're yeah. definitely not going to sit there and have a calm body. So it was just basically wrestling her for the first 15 minutes and trying to like make a fun game out of it and not like start a tantrum until we got to like the fun stuff last the week before was like doable but this last week was just impossible it was so hard and of course she's the youngest and she's the only one she's the newest and so she's the only one like screaming and wrestling and it's just so embarrassing even though i know it's age appropriate it's still embarrassing to have the screaming kid uh around other parents and other kids so we finally they finally moved on to the next part of it and she was just like done at that point and we were like not gonna get her back and we're like we're just like ruining other people's times <laughs> at this point so we just packed up and left and then I, I just was so sad because I was so excited to do it with her and so I like am pregnant so I just cried the whole ride home I was like oh this is just something that I really enjoyed doing and I was just so disappointed because we like we waited to get in and it was just like I felt like a big fat like failure like I feel like we signed her up too early and then out of nowhere I don't know we don't know if she was like chugging her water or sometimes she likes to stick her fingers down her throat I don't know all of a sudden she just starts puking all over the back seat uh-huh. on the ride home while I'm crying over gymnastics we had to pull over on this like busy street and get her out of the car she's like puking on the sidewalk all over Phil it was just like a hot mess express. It was a huge shit show. And of course, like the car seat now is covered in puke. She's covered in puke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, my car smells like puke. We're still then like, you have 15, to, 20 like 20 minutes. Drive home with her sitting exactly. in the yeah. seat. You have to like put her back into the car. Like yeah. we wiped up as much as we could, but like there's only so much you can do yeah. with like baby wipes. So we had to drive back in like a pukey car Ooh. and do the whole like car seat washing fiasco and she was totally fine like she was fine before and after so i don't know we didn't i couldn't see but she must have like gagged herself or like maybe like she was chugging her water so maybe she drank it too fast i don't know but it was so gross and it was just a big shit show and then i'm already like we just had to quit gymnastics we're failures and it was just like a big shit show of a morning which i ended up talking to some people from work and they're like suggested another gymnastics place and I called and it was just like the woman I talked to was so much like I don't want to say nicer like the other people just didn't really like talk to us oh, they yeah. just kind of were like oh just jump on in whereas this woman was like explained to me that like every kid always starts with tantrums because it's so new for them and like it's normal for them to be the only one tantruming because all the other kids have like been there for because mm-hmm. it's just like start the class whenever a spot opens basically so I don't know. So we're going to try it again in a little bit at a different gym. But either way, I just felt like a big fat failure. Yeah, I feel like that setup is a lot to ask for out of someone that age. And that's what I was like talking to the other woman about. And she's like, yeah, but like it's so we expect it to be like a lot for them. And like I always tell my parents they're going to be tantrums. Don't be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Like it happens mm-hmm. to every kid. But like we just didn't get that like same support. pep talk from the other. Yeah, yeah we just got like stares. And so yeah, we're like, matters. we're just going to leave. But yeah, so it was just a shitty experience, but hopefully we can get back in. Anyways, that was my wine. My cheese, though, speaking of also last episode where I'm like, oh, some days are great, some days are terrible. The next day was like the best day. It was, must have been that Sunday and it was like gorgeous out. We went to the park. It was the first time Isla's been to a park since she can actually like walk on the equipment and like actually Mm -hmm. use the equipment. So it was just a really like fun, positive day. Um, And it made me not so sad <laughs> there was no puke involved there was no screaming involved and we got to um see phil's parents and 
just like have a fun little family day. So, oh, and girls' night. Girls' night was also a cheese, which actually goes well into my cheese because my cheese is that we had a girls' night. <laughs> <laughs> we went to this place called Sogology, where you like literally just sit for an hour in a big comfy chair with your feet in warm herbal water, <laughs> like. <laughs> herbal water. <laughs> herbal water. I never thought of it though. It is. I mean, they, it you, is, know, you get yeah. to choose whatever herbs you want in it. And it sounds like so not that great. But it, honestly, I think, especially for moms, it's amazing because you have to sit there for like an hour and not do anything besides mm-hmm. relax and enjoy each other's company. So, yeah, we just got to lay there and like talk to each other. That sounds amazing. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they come they come through and they like dump more hot water into your thing so you constantly have like warm water and they have like calming music that one of our friends enjoyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and then I mean, this could also be my wine. We're really stupid and we didn't make dinner plans <laughs> Yeah, and tried to leave Sogology at like quarter of eight and tried to get in places to eat and nowhere had a place that you had to wait like an hour and we were all starving. So we went to Olive Garden. <laughs> so. When I looked up places, in my defense, a lot of places were not taking reservations. So And in my brain, I'm like, COVID and it's eight o'clock, like. We won't have any problems, and then... That's what everybody else thought. <laughs> yeah, but Olive Garden breadsticks, come on. I mean, that sounds I great. I wasn't it mad about it. It worked good. out. I wasn't mad at all. We still had to wait 40 minutes. But yeah, it was just nice to... I think that was the first time that we all got together since we went camping mm-hmm. in July. Yep. So it was good to be together and just relax. Just so funny, because like, us girls went out and we... Did a foot soak and we ate Olive Garden and listened to like Michael Bublé while we ate our breadsticks. And it was just like everybody had, minus me, of course, one drink and it was just like a chill whatever night. And then the boys went oh, out God. and got shit faced. <laughs> and I think uh, maybe didn't feel the best the next day and maybe went a little too cray cray. But yeah. <laughs> but we're yeah. like, we enjoyed our foot soak. <laughs> just shows where our priorities are at. That's all. <laughs> Breadsticks, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But my real wine is somewhat similar. Like, I have a very mentally and physically challenging job. I work with a lot of challenging behaviors. And the school nurse today was like, so what do you do at home to kind of help replenish yourself? You're like, none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) No, luckily, I, I actually, it was very nice. But I had a really hard time answering. I was like, uh, breadsticks. I hang out with my daughter. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what to answer. And then, like, I was like, I'm actually really glad you said that because I can tell myself all day how important self care is, but mm-hmm. like, I should really actually do it. So, and then I, I did say that, like, this podcast is like self care for me, but that's only like once a week. So, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was just like embarrassing to not have an answer to that. Like, uh, that's a good reminder when you don't have an answer to be like oh you're not alone that's my wine um it is what it is but it was just funny because i was like uh i'm okay (laughs) like (laughs) i'm okay right now you don't have to check on me thanks for checking in (laughs) yeah it was a nice gesture um and i'm glad people care it's always so awkward though even like that or when people ask you like what do you do for fun and you're like (laughs) 
Nothing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost said, like, uh, watch TV? Like, yeah. watch some <laughs> Netflix and zone out for a like, little bit? Like, uh, watch TikTok for... Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to say that. It crossed my mind, and I was like, I can't say this. It's too sad. So embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually listening to last week's episode and how we brought up multiple times, like, we referenced memes. Like, we're just, that's all we do is just stare at our phones. (laughs) It's the culture. It's the culture. I know. Um, But yeah, so now we're going to hear from Kaylee, like I said earlier, about her um, natural home birth. All right. So Kaylee, I'm handing the mic to you and tell us your story. Okay. So, um, just a little background on why I decided to have a home birth. Um, my mom was a labor and delivery nurse for 12 years and she helped set up this birth center in Portland called the Ballard house. And so when I was younger, I remember if I was sick from school, uh, she would bring me with her. So I was able to actually see a couple live births there, which was cool and I guess interesting as a child because, of course, now that we're older, it's like (laughs) kind of sounds Not traumatizing? Yeah. Ruth would have liked that. Yeah. So she did that um, for a while and then she eventually left the hospital to do doula work. Um, She was just really interested in like a more natural like birth route. She wanted to help people not just through – labor and birth, but before and after too. So that's kind of where she went with that. Uh, She became a certified lactation consultant, and then eventually she retired to be a stay-at-home grandma. So she's kind of like our support, information, resource kind of person. Um, And then my sister had two home births, and my sister-in-law also had two home births. So, I mean, I've known I kind of wanted to do it since I was a lot younger, like, you know. 22 and dating and nowhere near being married or having children. And so (laughs) just kind of seeing the births at the birth center and then hearing my sister and sister-in-law stories and being able to visit them the day after and just kind of like see the environment that they had was kind of my driving force for what I wanted. I kind of wanted the same thing. So I am really grateful because I had a very low risk, uncomplicated pregnancy. So I'm really grateful for that. So I was able to have my home birth. So I met um, with my midwife who I uh, found, she was actually my sister-in-law's midwife. And we met with her and immediately felt a connection with her and really trusted her. And uh, my husband was really kind of nervous and scared in the beginning um, because he'd never known anybody to have a home birth, let alone he didn't really know a lot of people who, you know, that were close to him that had children. So he was a little nervous, but after talking to the midwife, he was pretty supportive on board. He trusted her and felt like she really, you know, was going to do what was best for us. So that's kind of how I moved in the direction of wanting a home birth. Were I mean, we're all scared to have a baby, but were you scared and nervous about having a home birth? So... I I did have a little bit of fear, um, but also I really don't like hospitals. So that for me was more, I think, more scary than having a home birth. And having, um, you know, the support of my mom and my sister and sister-in-law who had done it before, I think that was really good too because I don't think a lot of people that kind of go this route have that support. So that was nice too. And, and seeing their stories made me, you know, 
I was nervous, but excited at the same time to be like, you know, hopefully I can have that too. And then up until it happened, I, I was a little nervous. And then all of a sudden labor started and it was just like, I wasn't even scared at all. I was like, we're going for it. (laughs) Like, here we are. That's cool. So September 19th is when my daughter was born. I, you know, a lot of people will say that they felt something you know, a week before, or they had a feeling that they were going to go into labor or had, you know, some signs or symptoms. I had nothing. I people were like, Oh, you know, when's that baby gonna come? And I was like, Oh, probably for not for like another couple weeks. Like I feel like, you know, my baby's comfy and cozy in there. I also didn't know uh, if our baby was a boy or a girl. So Ugh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know this time? No. Another surprise. Yeah. I have zero patience. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had no signs or symptoms. I thought it was going to be like another week or two. And um, so I woke up really uncomfortable, like at three o'clock in the morning to um, go to the bathroom as uh, all pregnant women know that you have to wake up and pee a million times in the middle of the night. So I woke up to go pee and I was just really uncomfortable. Couldn't fall back asleep, which was totally normal for me. Um, So I went to go to the couch um, to just kind of like watch TV. And I figured, well, I'm not working. So I'll, I'll nap later if I'm really tired. So I was watching TV. And then I heard my husband get up to go to work at like, I don't know, five, I think he came down to check on me. And when he came to check on me, um, and get ready for work, I was like thinking to myself, uh, something's a little weird. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, I don't know. I feel like my Braxton Hicks are actually contractions. So he was really scared. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, what's happening? He was kind of like, uh, okay, like what do we do? And I'm like, well, uh, I'm like, you know, th- this is fine. Like everything's fine. We're good. And I said, you know, why don't you go to work? You know, everybody tells you, oh, your first baby's going to be really long labor. You, you know, it's going to take a long time. Um, so I was like, just go to work. And, you know, if I need you, I'll, you know, keep your phone on. I'll call you. But I was thinking like, this could be an all day thing. So you know, I, I, him missing work was fine, but I knew, I know how he is. So if he had to stay home, I knew he would just be a nervous wreck all day. And then if I didn't, if things didn't progress, then he would just continue to be like frazzled. So I said, just go to work and I'll call you. He said, fine. As long as I texted my midwife and let her know what was going on. So around like six, I texted her and just let her know, you know, Hey, I think I'm having contractions, like really mild. I'm doing okay. And She's like, okay, great. You know, like, why don't you, why don't you rest up and have some breakfast and, you know, let me know how things are going. So I did have breakfast and this is one thing that everybody tells you, which happens is people say like you poop a lot, like your body tries to (laughs) clean itself out. So I was like, all of a sudden I was like pooping and (laughs) I like lost my um, mucus plug and had my bloody show all in like half hour oh my god I was like okay this is fine (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) (laughs) she she texted me at like 6 30 and said like you know why don't you time your contractions let me know how things are going so I timed my contractions I text her back and she was like great five to eight minutes apart last thing about a minute like that's awesome um, I'll start getting my stuff ready. Like, you might want to call Brandon. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I call him. You might want to call him. <laughs> yeah, husband. like, you might want him home. <laughs> so I called him and uh, I just said, like, hey, like, you know, Melissa thinks you should, my midwife thinks you should come home. He's like, okay. And I could tell he was really nervous on the phone. So he hadn't even been at work for maybe like 
half hour, 45 minutes. And he said he like immediately just like walked out of the building. <laughs> he works with my father-in-law. So I guess my father-in-law saw him and was like, good luck. And he was just, uh, he was a wreck. So he was on his way home and I was like walking around my kitchen and all of a sudden I was like, okay, these are, you know, these are okay. And then I'll like very quickly was like, oh, these suck. Okay. This is, this really sucks. So I actually called him again and was like, hey, like not trying to freak you out. Um, Don't get in an accident. But I just want to confirm that you left work. And he's like, yes, I'm on my way home. I'm like, okay, great. (laughs) Whenever you get here. So um, (laughs) by seven o'clock, my midwife had texted me and said like, you know, how are you doing? Like, let me know what you think. Like, do you want me to come? And I had moved upstairs at that point and was in pretty bad pain. So I could I didn't even text her back. And she had texted me again and said like, hey, you know, is, is Brandon home yet? So he came home at like 715, texted her like, yes, I'm home. So she was like, why don't you know what? Why don't you get her in the shower and see how like how see how she's doing. So he set me up in the shower. And I was on all fours just kind of hanging out in there for a little bit my water broke in the shower. So I was like, okay, it's getting real. That's convenient that it broke in the shower. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> as soon as my water broke, I felt the urge to push right away. So I was in the shower pushing. And I remember thinking my my poor husband, so he started setting up, we have a, we were doing a birthing pool. So he was blowing it up and filling it up with water. So I remember like not angrily, but just in the shower, like in between my contractions, and I heard him filling it up. And I'm like, is he vacuuming right now? Like, what is he doing? Like, (laughs) I'm having a baby and he's just vacuuming. (laughs) So (laughs) I I was just kind of like clueless to what was going on. And then of course, I'm like, can you, you know, can you help me out of the shower? So he helps me out of the shower and I see the pool and I'm like, oh, okay, duh. Like, that's, that's what he was doing. (laughs) So he was filling that up. And um, we had a bed on the floor. So like after we had the baby, I didn't have to try to climb in and out of our regular bed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was kind of leaning over that and um, like on all fours. So he, I think, was starting to panic a little bit and had texted the midwife like, hey, just checking in. Like, where where are you at? Because I was pretty much like looking at him and I was like, hey, like (laughs) this baby's coming. Like I'm pushing. This baby's coming out. She was almost – she was almost there. So when they showed up, it was her and they have like, um, I don't want to like say like a backup midwife, but they have like a second midwife there. So in case anything like were to go wrong, they have one midwife that can focus on the mother and then one midwife that can focus on the baby. And we had met her before and she was great. Uh, so they both showed up and came in and she, my midwife came and checked on me. She checked my blood pressure and all that stuff. She listened to the baby um, and made sure that the baby's heartbeat was great. And um, in between contractions, she like asked me, how are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Like this sucks, but I'm good. Uh, she was like, do you want to get in the pool? And I said, sure, but I'm pretty sure the baby's head is almost out. So I don't know how I'm going to get there. And she's like, well, if you really want to get in, like, we'll get you there. I'm like, yes, I, I want to get in because my legs were tired. So I kind of wanted to float in the water. So they got me in the tub and I pushed for maybe, I don't know, like 25, 30 minutes in the tub. She was crowning. And obviously that was the worst, the worst of everything. I felt like everything was kind of, I mean, it really sucked, but I was doing okay. And then um, I hit that point in transition, ring a fire. (laughs) She was born at 857. They put her on my chest and I kind of leaned back. And I think like a lot of dads do this, or at least 
um, my husband heard that they do, he right off the bat was like, 10 fingers, 10 toes, like counting, counting them all. (laughs) So we just kind of were, you know, my midwife checked the baby out. She looked great. Checked on me, said her, how are you? I said, I'm great. I think she said it was nine minutes before we checked her to see if she was a girl or a boy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, which didn't feel like nine minutes, but we were just like caught up in everything. It just didn't, I don't even know. Like we were just staring at her swollen, sweet, adorable little face. So we checked, and when we saw she was a girl, it was like a trigger. Like, both of us just started crying. And we had no, like, no preference, but then it was like, all of a sudden it was real. Like, she was a girl. She was our girl. Like, so we both started crying. And so I delivered the placenta in the pool. Once that was all taken care of, they helped me out. Um, My husband got some skin-to-skin time with her, and um, I got checked out in bed. My midwife checked me out, made sure I was you know, everything looked good. Uh, I had a first degree tear, but I didn't need any stitches. So that was nice. But we just sat in bed and kind of hung out as a family. The midwives went down and did charting and um, came back up, checked on baby and me and um, made sure we were both okay and asked us if we need anything. And they got me some food and water. They cleaned everything up while actually while we started breastfeeding. um, I didn't even know they had they were doing that and they cleaned everything, uh, threw some laundry in and then left, uh, which is kind of scary because then it was just, I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait. It was, it was really nice, but really scary. Um, cause now you're just in charge of this little human that you can't ask questions about cause nobody's there. But yeah, so it was great. It was, it was awesome. It was fast. Um, like less than six hours. So yeah. Cause that, you said eight, 8.47 a.m.? 8.57, yeah, in the morning. Yeah, so I noticed yeah. my contractions at like 4.30-ish in the morning, like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, and she was born at 8.57, so. Yeah, that is fast. Yeah, and so nobody had ever warned me about that. Like, everybody's like, oh, your labor's going to be so long. You're a first-time mom. It'll be forever. Like, be prepared, all this stuff. And then it happened so fast. And so we hadn't told our families, besides my father-in-law seeing, seeing my husband leave work, but – we hadn't told any of our families. I was actually supposed to meet my mom at the beach that morning. And she was really freaked out because I wasn't, I didn't show up and I wasn't responding to her text messages. So she, I talked to her later. She's like, I almost drove by your house. I thought something was wrong. Like, I thought somebody kidnapped you. She was like all freaked Aww. out. Aww. So after, um, after my daughter was born, we kind of just sent out like a big family, you know, text message like, surprise we have a girl and she was born today. So it was, it was great. How far along were you? I was 39 weeks and four days. So she was a little early. So I, um, I lucked out on that end too, I guess, cause I didn't have to be too pregnant for too long. So, <laughs> but that's also why I had no idea. I was like, Oh, you know, I feel like this will be a while before she's born. I've got another couple weeks and surprise me. I really wanted a fall yeah. baby. I, it was, I think, falls like the 22nd of September and she was born on the 19th so as soon as labor started I was like no (laughs) my god it's like the opposite I was like get this thing out of me as soon as possible (laughs) I was off of work so I just I don't know I was like whatever whenever this baby comes I'm just enjoying not being at work so that's kind of nice that's true that's so cool like I feel like that's such a inspiring story like I feel like yeah, maybe I could do that. <laughs> so I have a, a couple questions. Yeah. One is, I had an epidural. So after Shay like came out, 
I didn't feel the delivery of the placenta. I feel like, you know, you slowly come back to feeling everything, or at least I did. So, like, (laughs) I know we're all sore after, but, like, right after she comes out, do you kind of just, like, forget all the pain that just happened? Or, like... Kind of. Uh, So, delivering the placenta was gross. Uh, It was really, like, gross feeling. And, you know... Again, everybody tells you, oh, well, there's, you know, it's, it's a lot squishier than a baby. It still feels disgusting coming out, like almost worse (laughs) than a baby. I don't know. It's it's gross. But (laughs) I think like immediately after, just like, I think the high of it all, I didn't really feel anything. And then laying in bed was like nice, but then they were like, okay, um, well you, you have to go to the bathroom before, Mm. before they leave. So they're like, all right, let's get you up. And so then I got up and I was like, oh no. Like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. It really, yeah, it hurt. I was swollen and sore, but I, like right after, I was just, I think I was just so high off of everything that it, I didn't really, I didn't really feel it too much. Did you end up taking any like over the counter painkillers or anything like afterwards, or did you just like totally 100% nothing? No, I didn't take anything. They did those like pad sickle things. So I had mm-hmm. those for a little while. Um, and then just I did like sits baths and stuff, which was really, really helpful and felt really good. But no, I didn't end up taking anything after. I I felt pretty good after probably like a week. I mean, obviously there's like general soreness, but after about a week I was even probably like three or four days I I was uh, <laughs> attempting a walk um, outside. And didn't make it very far, but I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think since you've already been through it before, like, are you more or less nervous going into the second time Mm -hmm. now that you know what to expect? It's kind of crazy, but I think I'm a little bit more nervous, but not because of everything. Like, I know what to expect now. Uh, Maybe that's why I'm nervous. (laughs) The first time I didn't know. But I, I think I just in general have a little bit more anxiety with this pregnancy. So I think that's that's why I think I have a little bit more anxiety about it all. But yeah, maybe it's just, like I said, maybe because I know what's coming. So I already can't wait for this again. <laughs> I think I would be more nervous. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be more nervous too. But it, the good news is this baby will probably come in about 25 minutes. That's what I was going to say. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, my midwife was like, I'm going to just, like, sleep on your lawn. She's like, if you even, like, have the weirdest feeling at all, she's like, text me and I'll be right there to check on you. So, And she told Brandon, oh, you might be delivering the next baby. And he was just, like, white, like, uh, white as a ghost. Like, I hope not. And I was like, well, you might. I mean, it can't be too bad if you're choosing to do it again. Again, yeah, that's true. Well, and I think everybody is different. And I – I'm actually a big baby when it comes to pain, so I'm kind of surprised that I was able to just do it. Yeah, I mean, the contractions are really terrible, but then the in-between, it was like I was kind of pep-talking myself, like, okay, you can do this, like, you're fine, like, I'll if I stub my toe, it's excruciating pain, but then I'm just, like, talking myself down from it, like, okay, just breathe, like, breathe through this, you can do this, like, the pain will stop eventually. <laughs> so that's kind of what I was doing, is going into the contractions, and then in the middle of it, I would... I was kind of like pep talking myself, like, you can do this, you know, take a deep breath. It's going to end eventually. So that's what I kept trying to tell myself. You know, yeah. they say, mm-hmm. what is that, like mother's amnesia? That's why people keep having babies because then you forget how terrible it is. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and the, like, the rush and the feeling and the, like, love that you have after is 
way more like rewarding yeah. so it's like wor- yeah. it's like worth it to oh definitely to yeah. do it all the other thing like talking about family and stuff so I know like for a lot of people or for me and obviously with COVID right now it's not even much of an option but visitors was like a big thing at the hospital like I didn't want people to come visit but for some reason when you have I feel like people just want to be there the whole time like as soon as they find out that you're in labor or they hear the baby's born they're like instantly like in the waiting room at the hospital do you think that it's different at a home birth because you're you know you're at home and they're not going to just come and sit there in your house with you what was that like um we by the time we had told our family just because of like everything that had happened and then like being you know we were just kind of like in bed and staring at her face forever um we hadn't told my family (laughs) till probably like noon time Um, And so this was, I think, a Thursday. So most of our families were working. So it kind of gave us like more time. His parents came and my parents came after they got off of work. So we had some time to ourselves, which was nice. But yeah, there's no restrictions. So people just come over. But I, I think both of our families were really like respectful of that. And especially, you know, like I said, my sister and sister in law also had home births. And so my family is very, um, like, like we're very connected and we have like no boundaries, I guess you could say. So I was kind of surprised that most, like you know, like my brothers didn't come over immediately, um, and they were really respectful and kind of you know just texted and said like, when you want us to come visit, let us know. But I don't know. I was I was okay with people coming. I just said come whenever you feel like coming. And yeah. but yeah, I don't think people stayed as long because it's, I don't know because it's your home and you just had a baby. So they kind of would just show up for a half hour and then leave. Yeah, it's just such a different atmosphere. Yeah, and maybe it just made people Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, like knowing that I gave birth there. People were just kind of like gross and wanted to leave. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't really like a waiting room in a home. You know what I mean? Like they can't just go sit in the waiting room while you're like laboring. (laughs) Yeah. They're like in your driveway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like for my labor, I had – family members who like hung out at the hospital most of the time that I was there so it's like a weird like pressure to like knowing that there my whole family was in the waiting room yeah. like I was so happy that I didn't have to have that we <laughs> had like three four days with not a person bothering us so That's I nice. actually really love not I like kind of the opposite I'm just like everybody go away <laughs> it's a it it's nice. a lot it i remember i mean you just give birth yeah. and then we just had like 50 people walk into our room mm-hmm. and you feel bad because they've been waiting in the waiting room all damn right, day yeah. but like at the same time i just birthed a baby i just told anybody that was coming over i was like just so you know like i am breastfeeding so i'm like my boobs will be out and i just had a baby mm-hmm. so i'm gonna be naked so if you're uncomfortable with me knowing that i'm naked from the waist down with my boobs out then you know, don't come over. So I think oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just a fair warning to everybody. <laughs> That's some confidence. Like, yeah, I was like the one like hiding in the back bedroom. Like, I'm gonna go breastfeed now. Like, yeah. I'd go and run and hide. I, but- I thought I was gonna be like that. I thought I was gonna be really nervous. But I don't know when I had her. And I don't know if it's just that mom thing where I was just like, here's my boobs. Like, you know, like doesn't matter anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you don't know what kind of mom you're going to be until you become a mom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you like meet yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. 
Yeah, I mean, women are just badass, and then when we become moms, we just become more badass. Like, we grow humans and then give them life and birth them and then take care of them. It is quite the accomplishment, like. (laughs) My husband did tell me before that he said if it was up to him to be pregnant and have to have a baby, he's like, we wouldn't have children. Like, I can't, (laughs) I could not do what you have done. So I remind him of that now that I'm pregnant again, and, you know, I'm like, oh, I've been sleeping like crap, and he's like, oh, you'll be fine, and I'm just like, Remember what you said. You couldn't do it. So. <laughs> now, is he excited to have another home birth? Yeah, I think he is. He, I think he was nervous at first. Um, like I said in the beginning, he was a little scared just because he was nervous. Like if something goes wrong, but this time things did go smoothly. So I think he's a little less nervous. I think he's more nervous just to be a dad again, like to have another baby to go from two, uh, one to two. I think he's more nervous about not really necessarily Mm -hmm. like having another home birth, but just knowing that he is going to be responsible for two children all day while I'm at work. (laughs) So scary. That's scary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Excited, but he's scared. (laughs) Do you think looking back, like, especially if I know we have a lot of people who listen who are pregnant now, and there might be some people who are considering, especially with COVID, um, home births. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have any advice or anything that you might do differently this time? Um, I don't think there's anything I would... I would do differently. Uh, My advice is definitely reach out to multiple midwives, meet with them, talk with them, find somebody that you really trust and, you know, feel comfortable with. That's huge, I think, because especially for a home birth, it's a lot of trust knowing, you know, trusting somebody's going to take care of you. And if you do have to transfer or if there are issues that they're going to recognize those issues and do what needs to be done in the time. So that's that's really important, really picking a good good midwife, seeing what their qualifications are. And also, I mean, I was all out there. So you want to feel comfortable with whoever's going to see it all. So. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really my only advice is just, you know, and don't have high expectations. Well, not high expectations, but just keep your expectations, you know. Like I, like I said, I was lucky enough to be healthy enough to have a home birth, but also hospitals are great when you need them. So just keep an open mind and know going into it that you could end up going to a hospital and just, you know, being okay with that if that happens. It's so cool that there are just so many, like there are only so many ways to actually birth a baby, but everybody's story is just so different and so unique Uh to themselves and like their own Uh spin and all that. So it was just cool to hear another story. Yeah. Definitely. And again, being a mom just makes you even more badass. So it's like we all we all have these cool stories that just, you know, make us cooler. (laughs) (laughs) We've said this a thousand times. We never get to tell this story. So it's it's fun to be able to like almost I don't know, brag we we can brag a little bit about it. Like we should be proud. It's like right. The most interesting story of your life and the biggest thing you've probably like gone through. So yeah, I think it's cool to tell it. Yeah, I love that you guys are doing people's birth stories. And of course, your own birth stories. I think that's great. It's awesome. I love listening to all of you guys' birth stories. I love listening when you guys have other people on. Yeah, we're glad to have you on and tell your story too. Thank you. That's awesome. Do you have, was there any like certain resources or books or websites, anything like that, that you utilize while you were preparing or preparing now this Mm -hmm. time around? As I said, kind of in the beginning, my mom was like a really good resource Mm -hmm. because she had um, a lot of experience in in the hospitals as, as a labor and delivery nurse. 
So she was a really great resource. I really like evidence-based birth for mm-hmm. not necessarily like home birth, but just like, uh, you know, other parenting choices, I guess I could say. And yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure. I, I, I didn't really do like a whole lot of, I guess, like online research. Uh, my midwife provided me with a lot of research um, and a lot of information. She had a lot of it herself, so that was nice. Well, I think it's important, like, that you have people, not just the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you had a midwife that you trusted, and I think, like, you already said that was a huge part yeah. um, of your experience, so that kind of reinforces that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she had so much knowledge, experience, all that stuff. So that was really, that was really helpful. Having like family who's been through it, like, I feel like that makes a huge Mm -hmm. difference. Because like I said, at the beginning of the episode, I don't know a lot of people or have heard like home birth stories besides what you see on the internet. Like that's where I would get all my information. Yeah. And I think I was going to say that's kind of what is helpful too, I guess a little bit, but to a certain point, because, you know, I heard like the stories from my sister and sister-in-law and was able to see like the, the end of their experience, which was great. But I feel like I didn't really, I don't know. I I didn't really reach out too too much to get information from them, which I mean, I probably should have because they, had a lot of information but and again I'm very close with my family so it's not like I didn't feel comfortable but I think just my midwife had a lot of good stuff that I didn't I guess I didn't really feel like I needed to reach out to them like I I said too like just having that support like my family would have supported me no matter what if whatever type of birth that I chose but it was nice because I know a lot of people don't really have the support if they were to choose because home birth can be scary and make people nervous. So a lot of people don't, you know, don't have the support, you know, doing it. So yeah, I think Shane would freak out. (laughs) 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 He'd be like, uh, but I would freak out first. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Well, thank you again, Kaylee, for coming on and sharing your story. I loved hearing your whole experience. I wanted to say earlier, I got some goose pimples at one point. I knew they were coming. Yeah. I knew it. It was it was when you were talking about like when she was born and you found out she was a girl and I was like oh. <laughs> just holding in my emotions on this end. But yeah, I think it's just super important for people to hear all types of birth stories. So again, mm-hmm. thank you. Do you want to share where people can find you or uh, I only have an Instagram uh, K A Willette eleven on Instagram and we will put it on our show notes as well if that's okay with you yeah feel free if anybody has any questions or needs any other info that I can provide I can definitely give that to people or if you just want to check out my Instagram (laughs) 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 um and yeah as always rate review subscribe share follow us on Instagram (laughs) Megan's like shaking her head like good job you did it (laughs) teach yourself Um, And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.